Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. Today's episode format is going to be a bit different because I really just want to take the time to reflect on the year that has been 2020, and I thought, what better time and what better way than to really talk about 20 things that I've learned this year. In addition to that, I think that there are definitely things that I've learned that I need to let go of, and I know that you should too. All right. Well, hello. Um, As I've already kind of said, I am so excited to have you here. I'm kind of just going to jump into this episode. And I so I hope you have a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea or whatever your preference is in drink type. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to start with number one being the fact that life is so precious. As many of us have already said in this year, I think that no one was really expecting 2020 to look like this. And so I think a lot of us have really learned how precious life can be, as well as if you have also lost a loved one. I lost my grandfather in October of this year. And I think within my own grief stages and kind of in my processing of his death, I've also kind of realized that I've been processing a lot of different types of grief throughout this year. I have grieved the loss of friendships, relationships, as well as losing places that I used to call home for a few years. And so I think those are all different types of processes that kind of take their own amounts of time is what I've learned. And so I think patience overall and really taking the time to feel the emotions of your grief is really, really important. The second thing I learned is that change is good, even if it doesn't feel that way in the moment. And this is not only something that I learned this year, but something that I've learned in previous years, but I continue to really strive to believe in. I think this can be applicable to a number of different situations, whether it is the loss of a relationship or someone breaking up with you, someone leaving you from your life, or if you are moving to a new place, if you are being forced to change jobs or lose your job, I think that change is inevitably putting you on a different path and more so the correct path that you are meant to be on. I think at the beginning of this year, I couldn't see that the change that I was being forced to go through was going to be as good as it turned out to be. I think in my relocation situation, in my break from alcoholism this year, I think that a lot of this has been because God has really put me on this path of needing to kind of reevaluate my relationships, my friendships, my different things that I allowed to control me in my life. And so I think that this has really allowed me to be better off for it and just be so more, much more prepared for 2021. Number three is all about boundaries and how important and necessary they are. Boundaries is something that I I actually did not really learn about or understand until 2020. And I think it had a lot to do with the fact that we basically were forced into a year of isolation is how I like to think of it. I was really forced to reevaluate a lot of the relationships and friendships that I was allowing and a lot of the people that shouldn't have had as much access to me and my life as they should have. I made a whole episode on this super early on in my podcast, but if you are in friendships or relationships that feel draining, that feel that they like they aren't an equal give and take, then that might be something that you really need to reevaluate and think about. I think especially for those of us that are extroverts and tend to be people pleasers like me, I really 
put people above me and kind of on a pedestal and I put their needs above mine and this year I was really able to finally look in the mirror and be like wow I actually have not been taking care of myself at all and I have not been asking myself what do I actually need right now. Number four is to stop worrying about what others think and I know that this is such a cliche that so many people say all of the time but I really feel like I overcame this fear this year in creating this podcast and I think this was such a fear that I had in putting myself out there and putting my voice out into the world and I spoke about this with Amber in a previous podcast but you really need to stop thinking about what others may think of you of what their perceptions or opinions may be of you and you just need to go and chase what honestly makes you happy whether that's a person a place a thing an idea a project go and do it and I just think that life is too short to let people's ideas of you control you and manipulate you Okay, number five kind of relates to number three, but it's to remove toxic people and things from your life as they're not worth it to please or save. The biggest toxic thing that I removed from my life in 2020 was alcohol. And I know that a lot of people have different perspectives and opinions and views on this, but genuinely, if you can look at your relationship with alcohol and tell me that it is totally healthy, then I would say props to you. But this was something that I I ignored for so long, something that I told myself was not a problem. And I think the biggest blessing of 2020 was finally realizing that I indeed had a problem. I've done two previous episodes on this, one with Steph from Funship Blog, YouTube, and Instagram, and one on my own kind of just reevaluating a lot of my drinking tendencies and habits that I created in college. When I spent six months without alcohol, I experienced things that I felt like I could never truly achieve. I I always told myself that I wanted to run a marathon and then I just did it this year and I created a podcast. I got so much more creative and I landed my dream job with a visa. I think that these things wouldn't have happened had I not removed this toxic thing in my life. The sixth thing that I learned this year is that your career goals, your even your biggest career goals are totally achievable. I think that this is something that I got quite discouraged about, especially being someone in their early 20s. I think that this is something that you don't really expect that you can achieve coming out of your college or your master's degree, but I think this is something that I really put myself to the test with and I really pushed myself to work hard in this year. And I know that a lot of us have lost jobs or been laid off or just really struggled to find a job at all this year, but I really just challenge you and hope that you find the resilience in being able to kind of come back continuously each time and just keep striving for that job. Number seven is to not limit your creativity, and this is something that I touched on in my interview with the Be Fun, Be Kind podcast. Um, I think that quarantine has definitely allowed people to kind of look into and realize kind of these creative outlets that they may have kind of not really paid too much attention to in the past or they haven't really ever had the time to really look into it but I think that a lot of people are realizing just how much creativity allows for you to really express yourself and making that time each week for you to be creative and allow yourself to have that space can be extremely beneficial in your mental health and just your overall well-being. Number eight is an important one and it's to tell people that you love them and this goes for family, friends, relationships, 
all sorts of people in your life. I think it's just really important and something that I really learned when I lost my grandfather in October. It was something that I wish that I told him more. I think that that's something that you typically wish when you lose people. And then on the other hand, I think, and this kind of ties into number nine, which is not to live with regret, is to tell people that you love them or tell people that you have feelings for them. And I know that this is going to be one that people won't really agree with. I guess it's not so much that people won't agree with it, but I think that a lot of people are quite fearful of this. But this is something that I actually overcame in 2019 and something that I feel a lot more comfortable doing going forward and something that I'm happy that I did because I think that if I had never done that, I would have lived in regret and I would have continued to regret not doing it. And so I think that it's something that can also just serve as a learning purpose. I definitely learned a lot from that experience and it really has helped me kind of going forward in knowing what I'm looking for and in dating in relationships and people. And so I think it's just something that honestly feels like such a massive weight off your chest when you do it. And it genuinely is such an amazing feeling when you do it. Number 10 is to make family a priority in your life. And I know that everyone's family situations may look different in comparison to mine, but I, for about two years, just wasn't really home and I wasn't really present with family. I mean, while I was doing a master's program abroad, I just think that for so long, I just thought that FaceTimes would kind of just suffice for family time. But being home this year has really made me realize how important family is and kind of how absent I've been. And so I think that this is just something that I personally really want to prioritize. This next one kind of relates to what I was just talking about in number 10, but number 11 is to make time for people that you care about. And I think that this has been really important for me this year to realize with friendships, especially now that everything is virtual. I think that this is something that I've almost like had to go out of my way to make sure to schedule in because I really think that we're all so busy. And unless you're actually penciling people into your schedule, you kind of just let all this time go without speaking. But then at the same time, I kind of think that it is a two-way street with your friendships and relationships. So if that person is not making you a priority and they're not kind of giving that equal give and take in the relationship, then that again may be something that you need to reevaluate and see if you need to continually give into something that is already dead. Number 12 is to let go of things that you cannot control. And this to this day is still something that I continue to struggle with. I think I've struggled with this for as long as I can remember. And I think that we all struggle in just trying not to have control in everything. Again, I think that this can be applicable to to many different areas of life, whether that is your job application and wanting to control the process of whether you're going to hear back from your employer sooner rather than later. If you're in a new relationship or a situationship of some sort and you're wanting to control the other person, and how often they respond to you, it really applies to so many different things. And I'm actually in the process of this now. And I think just trying to find that grace of having patience and trusting in God and the process of what my life journey is. I think it's just really hard sometimes when you're a control freak like me and you really want to control situations, but you will most likely look back on the situation that you're in or that you've been in before and think, wow, I'm so glad that I just let go and let God. 
Number 13 is to be grateful for things even when they're the little simple things that we often forget to be thankful for. In one of my Bible studies recently, one of my friends mentioned that we often forget to be thankful for having a roof over our head, food on our table, and jobs if you're in a job, and having an income, and just all those things that you really forget that at one point in your life, you were really, really striving to get that job, and now that you're in it, you forget to show thanks and be grateful for it. And I think that I am totally guilty of that, and I think it's so hard for me to reflect on times like March and April when I felt so lost and I felt like I couldn't find a job and to be in my dream job now and feel like, you know, this is something that I need to be grateful for more. Number 14 is to learn how to budget and just be smart about money, especially as you continue to get older. I think this is something that I really learned this year and I had the great opportunity of working with Sam who owns the Intentional Sense on Instagram. She really helped come on the show. We did a previous episode together and she talked about all the ins and outs of budgeting and she is a money coach that just really helped me kind of get my mind around how to budget properly and just be more smart about money. Number 15 is to speak up, use your voice, and stand up for yourself. I really learned this earlier this year when I was learning about boundaries and just speaking up for my own needs in my own life and needing to kind of make more time for myself and learning that the right people will respect those boundaries. I think that this is also applicable to issues and traumas like sexual assault that I've previously mentioned in previous episodes. I've done an episode on my own personal trauma and sexual assault and then had Emma Rady on as a guest to kind of share her experiences. But I just think overall, it's really important that in whatever context or capacity that you feel comfortable sharing your trauma or your personal thing that you've been keeping so deep inside you, it's just really important to speak up for yourself, even if it's just out loud in your room, but to just really solidify and validate yourself. Number 16 is to not forget to thank your body for being strong and healthy. I think that this is something that really not only ties in with my previous experience with eating disorders, but I think I've just already started to see people on social media posting about, you know, losing the quarantine weight in the new year. And I think it's just so much more important to thank your body for getting you through the year that was 2020 and just thanking your body for being healthy. If you had the great fortune of not getting COVID, I think there are just so many people that were affected by COVID around the world that I think it's just really important to be grateful for your health. I think I'm also just wanting to express more gratitude towards my own body about just how strong it is and how it continues to get stronger after each run. Something that I learned about distance running and something that I tell a lot of people that ask me questions about how I got into distance running is that it's basically a mental battle with yourself and it's really just yourself telling you that you can't run that eight or nine or ten miles and this is something that I definitely encountered when I was marathon training and to be able to say that my body got me through 26.2 miles of trails and 2,000 feet of elevation gain is still so insane to me but I just continue to express so much gratitude onto my own body by having more rest days and just really trying to take better care of it. 
Number 17 is somewhat related to number 16 in the sense that I don't think you should take your health for granted, as I was just saying. But in the same sense, I think that people need to stop taking others for granted as well. I think this is applicable both in family, friendships, relationships, all sorts of situations. And I think especially when you're going through a grieving process, I think it's just something that you kind of realize just how important it is to tell people that you love them and that you appreciate them in your life. Number 18 is to not let fears hinder your journey. And I think that this can be, again, applied to so many different situations. I think that I could apply it directly to this podcast, but I also think that it can be applied to things like times that I have stood up for myself or spoken my mind. I think that all of those different instances lead you to other opportunities or just further opportunities. I also think that things like having gone on this study abroad program back in 2017, to spend a month in London just opened up so many doors in the sense that it led me to want to do a master's in London and now I'm going back for a job in London. I just think that just taking that leap and going somewhere that you've never been or meeting with that person that you have been talking to for so long, I think that just, I don't know, these different things can lead you to things that you have never imagined. Number 19 is to give back in some way, shape, or form or whatever works for you. I think this year is the year that I really learned about tithing to the church that you attend. And so that's something that's personal to me and my own religious beliefs. But I think there's so many different ways that you can be giving back to your community. And this was something that I definitely learned, especially in light of George Floyd's death and the Black Lives Matter movement. I think that it just really reawakened me and helped me realize more and more just how important it is to have a continuous drive to help create more opportunities and for the ability to have a more equal environment and community. So this is just something that I think that I really want to carry and continue to carry into 2021 and beyond to just have different daily or weekly practices that kind of keep me engaged and help me continue to have the conversations around systematic racism. And last but not least for number 20, I think it's important to really look at 2021 as an opportunity for new and to be able to hit reset at at 11.59 on New Year's Eve this year, but to not forget what you've learned in 2020 and what 2020 has taught you. I think I've just also been really reflecting on my New Year's Eve last year and just how that was a very different New Year's than I'm having this year, but I think it's really important to take the time this New Year's to celebrate your personal and professional achievements, and they don't need to be some big grand list. I think it's just really important to celebrate that you got through 2020 in one piece. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope you enjoyed it. And if this is being released at the time that I'm intending it to, I hope that you have a safe and happy New Year's. And I hope to see you in 2021 on the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to message me at the podcast Instagram. It's just at Resiliency and Running. Otherwise, I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye.